Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Rampant Mumblings. It's been recorded in a week where it's been a week of disappointments. First of all, I've realised that I'm one step closer to hitting the Journey's Fall Zero. And secondly, there was a certain film came out that just happened to be a bag of disappointment and pain to watch. I don't know what was more painful, watching the film or know that my other half had spent some money on this for us to go and see it and watch it in 3D. What an absolute way. So be warned, this episode of the Rampant Mumblings will contain small spoilers, spoilers, all that and more. Coming up on this episode. We've also got some app reviews as well. In fact, I've got two app reviews and a new segment. And not only that, if that isn't good enough for you, we have Nemo's Hardware Store and a few ideas for Dropbox that you may have never considered before. And just to say it one more time, this episode contains spoilers of Batman vs Superman, but let me save you, well, probably a whole chunk of change. Don't bother going to see it. To be honest with you, I've rehearsed this bit time and time over, and it's hard to put down one specific thing about what is wrong with the film. Rather, it's a culmination of a great many things being wrong with it. Now, I haven't seen Deadpool, so I can't exactly say, well, Deadpool came out and set such a high precedent, or precedent, I should say, that word's been banded, band, banded round a lot recently, to compare it against. I went in with the hope that I wouldn't be disappointed, and I kind of did predict this some, oh, blimey, some 20 episodes ago, because I've read the graphic novels, but hey... We all know how filmmakers like to borrow from the elements of the graphic novels and then completely go off tangent. And in the case of Batman vs Superman, this is exactly what they've did. Not only killing two brilliant graphic novel plots that could have been and mashing them into one, then the introduction of Wonder Woman. So anyway, so you might be wondering why I've got an extra grind against this. And let me explain. So... Unless you've been in a bit of a cave in the last few years, you would know about the Christian Bale trilogy of Batman, which pretty much fleshes out all we need to know. In fact, any Batman film will let you know that basically Batman is a creature that is created or a person that is created from his parents being shot. And in a roundabout way, that causes some weird neurosis or psychosis where he becomes an avenging bat, blah, blah, blah. So in a film... That's topping out at two and a half hours long and not that long after really the last Batman film. Do we really need an opening segment of Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot? Not only that, there's quite, there's this weird artistic bit where the hammer of the gun, the gun's obviously being pointed at Martha Wayne's throat at this, uh, at this time. And the hammer of the gun is pulled back and it breaks the pearls, and of pearl necklace, I should say. And we see in a slow motion, the pearls dropping to the floor and all that sort of stuff. That scene is used over and over in the film. It should have been a warning sign there, but the real warning sign came in the next scene. It's the funeral of Bruce's parents. And, of course, he's running away, in a, you know, as you probably would do if that age you've seen your parents get violently murdered. And, of course, he falls down a hole. A hole that leads him to a cave. And, unsurprisingly, the cave is full of bats. The bats fly towards Bruce. And, all of a sudden, they start circling around him. 
thousands of them are circling around him, circling around him. And this was the point in the film I went, oh God, no, please don't. They circle around him with such ferocity, or for a ferocity I should say maybe, that they lift him off the floor into a bright white light that was the escape. And then we hear Ben Affleck's voice. And it was at that point there I was thinking, oh God, no, what have I done? I've got work in the morning. I don't want to leave the cinema till late. And that's a bad, bad thing when you're thinking, "Mm, what time am I going to get to bed tonight? And that was the tip of the iceberg for me. The whole character of Bruce Wayne seems to go from sulky teenager to depressed teenager to angst-ridden teenager to angry teenager. And it's hard to know if Ben Affleck really deserves any of the criticism that he's got for his previous films here because he really didn't have a lot to work with and that becomes more apparent as the film goes along. So we'll stick with Batman for a few more moments here. Now, the fight scenes. Well, obviously, there is the big and ultimately disappointing fight against Superman, which I don't know how they could have got that more wrong. Suddenly, there's this almost invincible suit of armour that can withstand a weakened Superman. But we'll come to that in a minute. The fight scenes are best explained as if you've ever played a Batman game on a console in the last sort of three, four years, you know exactly what to expect. If anything, they kind of ripped off Warner's own version of the fight scenes that they used in their game for the PS4, which, to be honest, escapes me right now, because it was awful. They took over the franchise from Rocksteady and managed to cock it up by just putting character after character after character in, as if to say... Well, the more characters we have, it'll make the game more interesting, but we really don't have much in the way of plot otherwise, other than defeating the next bad guy, which works in a Bruce Lee movie, but not so much the Batman franchise or a Batman computer game. Anyway, the fight scenes, well, they're just predictable. There's nothing to them. There's no gravitas to them. And the reason I say this is very much like the console version is because if you've ever strung together a load of combos or takedowns or thrown objects across the room or seen how they play online, this is exactly what you get. If I had to summarise the Batman versus bad guy fights, it's very easy. Daredevil did it better. I won't touch on the Batman versus Superman fight just yet, but we will talk about Superman. Well, apart from the fact there's not really too much to talk about, Lois Lane knows who he is. There doesn't really feel like an intense connection between Lois and Superman, even though he saves her in one of the first scenes in the film, which, okay, yeah, kind of sets a bit of a a thing between the both of them, but you never really get that intensity, that feeling, that sort of... I I don't know, there just seems to be that something missing, like, hmm, you know it's a movie, and so you've lost the immersion, and so you've lost me. You could argue that Superman in himself is a very one-dimensional character. After all, he is pretty much indestructible and has the world at his mercy if he really wanted to be. It's only for a good upbringing, which is sort of really shoehorned into the film, that he he is controlled by a set of morals. But he just seems very, very wooden. And would you believe it, both him and Batman have the same mother's name called Martha. 
big, big plot points. So Superman was really... I don't know, he never really seemed menacing, even when he, so he was telling Bruce Wayne slash Batman to pack in his vigilante antics, which is a little bit rich coming from a guy who interferes in the world's affairs whenever he takes the chance to. And so it goes on. In amongst all of this, we have the shoehorned entrance of Wonder Woman. Now, this is not a slight against Wonder Woman. It's a big, big slight against Marvel for how they did it, because... From all the press releases, a Wonder Woman film should be able to stand out on its own without being shoehorned into the film. Not only was she shoehorned in at the expense of a story, character progression and everything else that could have happened, it was also a very, very big nod for Warner to basically say, Oh, by the way, did you know there's other metahumans? Yes, they use the term metahumans. And then you get to see glimpses of the metahumans in action, when it's then I thought, you know what? This film is nothing but a prelude to Justice League. And that's when I really just sort of tuned out and hoped that the fight, you know, the, the big final fight of Batman versus Superman would have amounted to something. But it I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but by word was that anticlimactic to say the least. In fact, the whole fight scene just seemed a little bit lackluster with any real depth or peril or anything like that it was it was just set up and the worst thing of all the absolute worst thing at all is that they missed out this classic line which is a big big part of the timeline of any batman canon and in the uh, the batman versus superman's animated series but i didn't have to go easy on you a different binding agent a stronger mix I want you to remember that. I wanted to remind you to stay out of my way. In all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember the one man who beat you. That simple sound clip there had more gravitas to it than the entire Batman vs Superman. Now, we'll go a little bit more forward, and at the end of the sort of Batman vs Superman fight, Doomsday comes along, and Doomsday is a whole different plot point the Superman graphic novel area. So I don't know what Looney Bin was in charge at this point to go, you know what, we haven't got enough in this film. Let's do the whole thing where Superman almost dies, sees a sun, regenerates and comes back to fight Doomsday. And this is where the worst part in the film happens. Wonder Woman makes her entrance and it really looks like they've set up the whole entire shot just to be a press release shot because you just look at the way it's framed and look at the way that it's all put together. She just seems to lean forward and pout. And then there's a bit of a pregnant pause. And you just sort of get the idea that behind the scenes they're going, and um, action, they, they do their lines, they do their marker, they move to the point, there's a pause, and then they go cut. It really just looks like she's turned up on screen, starting to paint it doomsday and crack on from there. Which is a shame because when the action gets going, she's actually quite a compelling character and has a lot to offer. And there's a little bit of his, there's a little bit of um, chemistry between her and Batman, which gets explored later on in the film. But it reminds me of a scene of the last Pirates of the Caribbean film. And there's this horrible, horrible close up of Johnny Depp's face as Captain Jack Sparrow, where he turns to the camera, he sort of turns 
looks, but just looks past the camera, does a cheeky smile as the film slows right down to sort of, you know, encapsulate that moment. But in that really horrible way that you can tell that he didn't turn his head slowly, they just sort of slowed the film down and you just go, yep, you've just recorded the bit that you're going to show on all the promos and all of the trailers. Now, there's way, way much more I could go on about this. And the reason I've spent now 13 minutes and 19 seconds going on about this is because it's almost like, why have a film like this just to promote a new franchise? Were people mad? Did they lose their confidence? Did they go, oh, you know what? To the oldest and most iconic characters out there, haven't got enough of a backstory to make a movie out of this. So let's add in Lex Luthor... Uh, Aquaman, Green Lantern, uh, another guy whose name I couldn't quite remember, and The Flash, who isn't going to be paid by The Flash on the actual TV series, which is actually quite good, by the way. It just, oh, it made me, it actually made me despair and go, you know what, I wish I'd watched Deadpool. Anyway, let's go a little bit more up the and try and get some positivity into this. And we've got a segment here, thanks to Mr. Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth show. So you've got him to blame for this bit. of Carl on the Twitter at Claw0101. For this week's selection, I'm going to focus on the genre based on Apple's movie in the week. So pop that corn, engage, do not disturb on the phone, dim the light and see what's on offer this week. And on offer we have Shrek rated U for £4.99, Kung Fu Panda rated PG for £4.99. Kung Fu Panda 2 makes its way up the charts for £4.99. Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2, which is worth its value alone for the, well, for the minions, really, both at £4.99. Now, in your area, wherever you are in the world, the exchange rates may fluctuate, the price of the store may fluctuate, terms and conditions may apply, and this offer is subject to limited availability, but hopefully it will be available in your area. So stay tuned. We'll have more of these as the weeks go along. Thank you, Carl, once again for taking the time to write that. And also, you can find this on the essentialmac.co.uk website. And once again, Carl, thanks very much for writing this down for us. And now for something completely different. Ah, yes. Uh, hmm. Slight problem. I had intended to do a whole segment here about alternative uses for Dropbox because I'm working away. And this sort of segment stemmed from, well, all I want is a text editor that will save to Dropbox. So no matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, I can use an app, preferably universal across Mac, iOS and Windows. (laughs) to do some basic text editing. But I stumbled on an article that, well, I was going to blatantly rip off if I'm honest with you, that showed you how to use Dropbox for 50 different uses, and including one about podcast hosting. So as that segment has bit the dust, we're going to do a double header here of Nemo's Hardware Store. Now, thank you, John, once again for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule to do these reviews for us. We've got a double header. Now, the first one is the One Voice Pack Backpack FYL Collection, which is basically... How do you describe it? It's like a really neat looking rucksack that doesn't look like a messenger bag or a rucksack or one of those things that says, hey, everybody, 
I've got £1,200 worth or $1,400 worth of lens here with a really expensive camera, with a really expensive bag and a laptop. And if you're lucky and you steal it over my shoulder, you're going to get a bucket load of equipment. Seriously, if anyone out there is listening in the corporate world who makes these sort of bags, stop making it look like you've got camera equipment or laptop equipment in it. Seriously. And coming up in the second part of Nemo's Hardware Store, we've got... Well, I'll tell you what, let's play the first clip first, and then I'll do a bit in the middle. So, John, over to you. Here in Nemo's Hardware Store, sometimes we need a backpack or a rucksack to carry all of our stuff in or out. A company called One Voice, and their website is one, the number one, Voice NYC. I'll spell that for you. The number one... V-O-I-C-E-N-Y-C dot com, and we will have the links in our show notes for this episode, has a rucksack called the Map Maker F-Y-L Backpack. I'm not sure how you pronounce F-Y-L, so I'll just call it F-Y-L. I have a brown version of the Map Maker F-Y-L Backpack from One Voice NYC. The cost in the U.S. is $159.00. On their webpage today, there is a button over on the right side that says save 25% today. So if we start at $160 and we take $40 off, we're roughly at the $120 range. There are two different color options. There's a brown one that I have, sort of a medium brown, and there's also a pale khaki color. Now, it's a conventional, retro, classic, truly canvas backpack, rucksack, with two straps on the back, two nice padded straps. It has one flap on the front with a magnet snap for a front pocket about the size of a paperback book. And then a front cover, also retro looking straps with magnets to hold it in place. Very, very simple in design. Thick, robust canvas. One zipper on the sides that you can zip and slide in your 13-inch MacBook Pro or any other tablet or small computer, and then a little insert slot at the bottom for holding a battery. It comes with 11,000 mAh battery. I have it in my hand. It says 1V for the name of the company, One Voice, F-Y-L, 11,000 mAh charging input, and it has a USB plug affixed to it permanently to allow you to charge up the battery from any charger such as your iPhone or your iPad charger. It has a power on-off button to activate the battery, tells you how many percentage of charging you have. There's four LEDs and then there's two outputs. So you can output to uh, any of your iPods, iPads, iPhones, iWhatevers you want, speakers, headphones, anything that has USB charging. 11,000 mAh is enough to charge a standard size, full size iPad all the way from dead to live. Or you can charge your iPad and a little bit left over for your iPhone. So 11,000 mAh is a good number. I like the quality, I like the build of the battery, and I like the fit and the feel. Very nice design, sort of a seersucker design of the inside fabric. Then there's a pull draw to tighten it at the top. 
very classic retro, a grab handle on the back. You can hang it up or you can carry it around by your hand if necessary. I like this a lot and I'm using it every month to take stuff to and from Nemo's hardware store over to the Tucson Mac user group for my monthly presentations. But there is a problem. There's not a problem with the quality or the construction or the design or the battery or anything. There's not a problem with the pack. The problem is if I go to Amazon.com, I can get a classic canvas rucksack or backpack and 11,000 mAh battery for around $50 in the U.S. So keep that in mind. If you like the look, if you like everything I've said about it, that's fine. Consider it. Get that 25% off. But as a careful shopper, you may want to consider some other options. But we are going to stock one of these in Nemo's hardware store, one for me to use every month, and maybe one extra for a style and retro shopper who wants to carry around some power with him or her. Thanks for listening. Back next episode. The One Voice Muttmaker Backpack FYL Collection with an 11,000 milliamp hour battery built in, and I hope I've got that. I hope I've got that battery rating right. Is available from One Voice NYC for $159 with a 25% discount available, or you can go to Amazon and just get rid of all that nonsense and buy it for $96.89. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be available in the UK. Right, John's got one more for us, which for those of you who've got the MacBook One or might have a MacBook with some limited ports, this one is going to be of interest to you. So Once again, John, over to you. The clever folks over at McAlley, that's M-A-C-A-L-L-Y, absolutely love the new MacBook, the 12-inch ultralight computer with the single USB port. If you own one of these, you know how frustrating it is to have only that single port for charging, and you can't do much else with it. So for $60 each, they have two excellent extension devices. One is called a USB-C to HDMI multi-port adapter with MacBook charging and a USB-A 3.0 port, $60 in the U.S., and adjacent to that on their website is USB-C to VGA, Multi-port adapter with MacBook charging and USB-A 3 port, $60 in the U.S. We will have the links on our show notes for this particular show. These two adapters are exactly identical, except one of them has VGA and the other has HDMI. I tested them recently in my bi-weekly Mac Basics workshop, and they are terrific. There's one fellow who's been coming ever since... He got his new baby MacBook, and he's never been able to project onto one of our displays that we use in the class so the people in the workshop could see what one another are doing at any given time for tutorials and demos. So we hooked him up with the VGA multi-port adapter, and a few seconds later, he was right there on the big VGA monitor that we use in the class. So please, if you or someone you know has the new MacBook, 12-inch only, with the forward-thinking USB-C port. You either love it or hate it. This is a great way to love your computer a little bit better. And now you can use it to not only connect USB 3 devices or USB 2 devices, but also HDMI, VGA, 
And then there's the pass-through USB-C port so you can continue to charge your computer. Well done, McAlley. You really have the needs and the wants and the goals with the MacBooks in mind. And as Apple switches over to the single USB-C port, hopefully there'll be more than one of them on their future computers. But whether it's one or several, the USB-C crowd will definitely be able to use these excellent multi-port adapters. Good price, good products, good technology, good design, good engineering, good for all of us. Thanks very much. John Nemo signing off back next week. As always, in the show notes, we'll link directly to the manufacturer's websites where you can pick up these devices directly, or if you want, you can shop at Amazon. And yes, here comes the weekly plug for our affiliate link. Did you know that if you click on the Amazon link within our podcast notes on the website or anything like that, you purchase anything at all and you check out and you make your payment, we get a little bit of a kickback from that. We get a small amount of commission from whatever you buy from Amazon. So it doesn't have to be anything we've mentioned in the podcast. It doesn't have to be anything from Nemo's hardware store. Simply by using our link, it goes to help the show. Now, that's not to say we want you we want you to shop at Amazon if you want to go and support companies directly. Personally, I wholeheartedly support that. Go ahead, tell them that you've heard of their products from Nemo's hardware store on the Rampant Mumbling podcast show, just so, you know, good products are worth supporting, as are good companies. So you have a choice. You can use our Amazon affiliate link, and if you do, you'll have our great appreciation. If not, go to the company, tell them that you've heard of them on a podcast, and who knows, we might get some more stuff to review. I know John will, and hopefully... They might even send some something to this side of the pond. And of course, it's always good to hear from you. So if you've got any comments, questions, or anything you'd like to know about stuff you hear in the Emo Hardware Store, send them through to me via the Twitter at Ocean Speed or at Essential Mac. Or you can get hold of John via the MyMac.com website. Simply head over to there. You'll see John on there somewhere. He's always posting all the time. So drop him an email, say you've heard the show, and uh, leave, him, leave him some feedback. So I know it's uh, greatly appreciated. At the top of the show, I made an idle threat that I was actually going to do an app review and follow through with it. And today, I am. Yes, for once, I'm actually going to do something that I said in the show notes. So today, I'm looking at Drops, The Rain Alarm by Franklin Van... Oh, blimey. Vil Teason. I'm sorry, Franklin, if I've got your name wrong there. I probably have. Anyway, Rain was sent, sorry, Drops was sent in for review for me and as in depth as other weather applications out there. But like most apps I like, it does one thing and it does it really well. And it concentrates on, well, pretty much UK's favourite thing we like to talk and grumble about, Rain enough. So what it offers you is an accurate precipitation forecast for the next two hours. It will then give you notifications for approaching rain showers and it gives you an interactive radar map. Now, the last, the last thing is really, really handy. So what you can do is at any point you can go into the app and click on the little radar icon and it will show you the last few hours of cloud movement and it does it in five minute segments. And this is really handy because if you see a massive amount of cloud coming your way, you have got, you've got a fairly good idea 
it's going to start raining. Now granted, yes, clouds may dissipate and it might not rain, but in the week that I've been testing this, I'll be honest with you, it's been pretty darn spot on. And especially since I have it on my Apple Watch, it's been brilliant. Now, as you know, I have two Labradors. So when we go out, yeah, I don't mind going swimming, but the last thing I want to do is get wet. And a couple of times this week, it said 95% chance of rain in the next 15 minutes, 95% chance of rain in the next five minutes, and so on, so forth. And it's been, you know, it's been spot on. Now, granted, the geolocation isn't always perfect and it has worked out my general rough location. But even when it actually, even when it hasn't actually put a complete torrent down on top of my head, it has been spitting, as we like to say here in the UK. And that's good enough for me, because I know that if I'm halfway through a walk and I get this alarm, uh, this, you know, this warning on my watch... I've got to turn around and think about where I'm going to go and where I'm going to be to make sure that I don't get a downpour. And you know something? I actually used this on this Friday before I recorded this show. I was in work and just before I was about to leave, it said that rain was going to happen in the next 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, great. I've got to go back and walk the dogs. So what happened was I managed to leave five minutes later, which got me home a little bit later, which meant I missed the rain. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't tell you how long the rain is going to last for, but you can set it up to say, alert me when it's going to be light, moderate or heavy. So you can kind of work around that. I have mine set to light, so it'll warn me the second there's a mere inkling of rain in the sky. So overall, it's incredibly handy. Now, the best thing about Drops is that it supports all countries, unlike some other apps I've used. It's also free from the outset and there are in-app purchases and you can remove the ads for 79p or I'm guessing 99 cents for one year and that's not too bad. Now granted some of the icons some of the imagery doesn't look too great but the radar map absolutely pays for itself. So if you are thinking of going out there and you want to try a different sort of app rather than the big names everyone keeps talking about then drops the rain alarm by Franklin Von... I'm sorry, frankly, I'm not going to insult you again by trying to pronounce your last name. It's definitely, definitely worth it. And of course, you'll be able to find a direct link to this in the show notes. Well, you know what? I think that's going to do for a show today because OneNote has not proved the success I was hoping it was going to be. However, we have a lot coming up and we've got a show recording on the... Let's have a look here on the calendar... The 13th. Oh, dear Lord. Why did I choose that day? And I say we, because hopefully we've got it all planned this time. We've got two people on the show. So Lord only knows what's going to happen. So all that remains for me to be said is, well, thank you very much once again to John for contributing to the Nemo's Hardware Store. Thank you, Mr. Carl Madden, for doing your cheap-ish movies of the week hopefully we'll be able to continue that and we'll uh, i'll be speaking to you next week and or you can get a hold of me via the twitter at ocean speed if you want to converse to me one-to-one directly i'd love to hear your feedback show notes ideas and anything else if you've got an app website or service you'd like reviewed send it my way you can also get in contact with me via the website essentialmac.co.uk and click on the contact us form and of course you can leave us a review on iTunes. And please do. Why not? Everyone else seems to think that Apple is uh, going back to the old way of 
the more reviews, the more ratings you get, the bigger the chance you've got to get new and noteworthy. I wouldn't be alive if this poker little show got into that. So, it'd be good to hear from you. I know it's a pain in the backside. It's not the easiest thing to do. But if you can leave us a review, please do. So no matter what you're doing, where you're going to be, why you're listening, thank you very much for downloading and listening to this cast. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we will speak to you soon. So, stay tuned for a new show on Wednesday. Take it easy, everyone. Ta-da!